0: hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast it is thursday thursday december the 21st 2023 the thursday of the third week of advent and so this will be our last podcast live podcast of the year um so thank you guys let me take a minute just say thank you thank you for being a part of the podcast this year um if you were part of the journey throughout the year as we've uh sought to read through the new testament in a year and we did uh, most of that together hopefully you were able to do some of the readings on your own but uh got us all the way to the book revelation and um then we kind of shifted to an advent plan but uh thank you for taking that journey it was uh was fun we learned we <clears throat> spent some good good time together over the past uh year in the bible uh, reading through the new testament um and uh, working our way through the gospels and the book of acts and the romans and the epistles and um it's good stuff so thank you for being a part of it um really appreciate that hey uh you can do me a favor though i'd love to hear from you it's always good to you know sometimes it we you know we are able to comment on the live podcast um but um i like to hear your feedback what this podcast means to you uh, you can send it to the email for the podcast or you can uh, share it on your social media or whatever, or message me just um, um, Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com is the uh, email address for the podcast. Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. But I love to hear, you know what this means to you. Um, it encourages me. Um, and, Let's me know how can, you know, the things that mean a lot to you and the things that are important to you. And, um, so yeah, so if you have a minute to drop an email or a comment or a, a message, I would love to hear it. Really appreciate that. Um, so today, as I said, this is the last one of the year. So this is the, um, Thursday of the third week. And then, um, so, you know, there's obviously readings, um, That will continue on up through christmas and we're going to continue on with the um with the readings the same plan this this is a year you know this is goes all year long so that's what we'll do after the first of the year we'll just continue on with those readings um, as we head towards um easter after the first of the year so um yeah so let's jump in um and uh, see what the Lord has to say to us today. Um, our readings today are from Isaiah chapter 9, 2 Peter chapter 2, and Matthew. And the readings are Matthew 3, but I'm actually going to read Matthew 2. Um, so I'm just going to divert from the plan slightly. So you know what we do, we read, we pray, we change the world. Let's, let's do it. Luke chapter nine, beginning picking up where we left off yesterday, so um, Isaiah nine eighteen through ten four nine eighteen through ten four. Surely wickedness burns like a fire; it consumes briars and thorns. It sets the forest thickets ablaze, so that it rolls upward in a column of smoke. But the wrath of the Lord Almighty oh by the excuse me by the wrath of the Lord Almighty the land will be scorched and the people will be fueled for the fire they will not spare one another hmm, judgment coming on the on the right on the right they will devour but still be hungry hungry and on the left they will eat but not be satisfied each will feed on the flesh of their own offspring Manasseh will feed on Ephraim and Ephraim on Manasseh, together they will turn against Judah. What does it say? Then they're just going to destroy themselves. It's prophetic language for they're they're just going to destroy themselves. Um, and we've said that many times on here that that's you know the wrath of God is is uh, basically in uh, removing His hand of protection and allowing people to have what they want, which um, sinful people don't want God. And so they want more sin. They want more of the things that bring destruction. And so when God removes his hand, people go go headlong after those things that um, destroy themselves, destroy others, and essentially destroy creation. Um, But watch this. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. So it's going to grow worse. Woe to those who make unjust laws. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that could be a lot said about that. To those who issue oppressive decrees. Who uh, um, basically pack, pass laws that only, uh, that advantage the, the rich and deprive the poor. Woe to those who make unjust laws to to those who issue oppressive decrees to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless. Mm. What will they do on the day of reckoning when disaster comes from afar? Mm. To whom will they run for help? Where will you leave your riches? Nothing will remain but to cringe among the captives or fall among the slain. Yet for all of this, (coughs) his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. So God is talking about the coming judgment (coughs) Um, in that day on Assyria and on uh, the wicked people of Israel. Um, that it was going to get bad. It was going to get really bad uh, because God's hand of protection was uh, was not going to uh, hold off the destruction that was coming from outside um, oppressors. And the reason is because there was just ungodliness in the camp. Pervasive ungodliness. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 10 through 16. Second Peter 2. 10 through 16. Hey, everybody. So glad you guys are on today doing our Advent readings through uh, for the Thursday of the third week and our last podcast of the year. What did I say? Second Peter, ten, 2 Peter 2.10. 2.10 um, through 16. Do, this is especially true of those who follow corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Hmm. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such things when being when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. Hmm. So this idea that Angels are sometimes the uh, the executors of God's judgment, but they only do what the Lord demands. But these people, ungodly people, these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like unreasoning animals. you filthy animal. <laughs> home alone. They are the, like unreasoning, unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed, and like animals, they too will perish. Mm. Man, that just paints the picture of our desperate need for Jesus, our desperate need for salvation, our desperate need for God to change uh, human, change our nature, to sanctify us. verse 13 They will be paid back with harm for the harm they've done. Their idea of pleasure is to arouse to corrals in broad daylight. They are, they are blots and blemishes reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable, they are experts in greed and accursed and an accursed brood. God's God is just uh, making it very clear. He is aware of the wickedness of the world. He is uh, He is not blind to what is happening and the pervasive wickedness that exists. And this is obviously Peter writing. This is after the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus. This is the early church. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of. Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey. Balaam's donkey, right? Book of Numbers. I think it was Numbers. Yeah, Book of Numbers. Um, An animal without speech who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Hmm. So, just a picture of uh, again, uh, the depraved uh, condition of humanity, particularly those who've gone headlong into um, worldliness, ungodliness, and Advent is an answer to that, guys. I mean, and Advent, you think, well, what does this have to do with Advent? A- Advent is an answer to that. You think, what's God going to do about all this ungodliness, this this, this like uh, debased, Immorality and ungodliness that is prevalent on this planet. What is God gonna do about it? He's coming. <laughs> That's what he's gonna do about it. He's coming. Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a son is given, to us a child, a child is born, and a son is giving, given. He's coming. And he is going to overthrow it. He is going to overturn it. And um again his kingdom is going to grow and expand and it's a light that will never be conquered darkness cannot overcome it as john would say in first john or john 1 and then finally when jesus comes again he will once and for all destroy wickedness but advent is about him coming and addressing the the oppression, the sinfulness, the wickedness, the debased human condition—it's the active way He solves that. He's not passive; He's not sitting on the sideline. But the Bible and the passage that we just read are articulating the problem, right? Like lest we less we think Jesus just came to help, so to help us have like a really fun thing to do in December. Or unless, you know, we think it was just a, a fun, you know, a cool way, you know, he wanted to give us another reason to take some time off or another reason just to make up some choral, some choruses and songs and, you know, drink eggnog. No, Jesus came. I love, you know, I love the way John, First John says he came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came and in his, in the innocence and the beauty and the tenderness of Christmas, but clothed in that tenderness and vulnerability was the mighty God who is coming to set things right. (laughs) He was on a mission to destroy the works of the devil which he did in his teaching ministry and preaching ministry but finally once and for all he triumphed over all of the enemies of darkness on the cross. Praise be to God. All right, let's read Matthew. The passage that they the the uh, lectionary readings wanted us to read is Matthew 3, which is the sto- is which is the story of John the Baptist. But we read that yesterday a little bit from, from, from Mark. <clears throat> and so we're going to back up a little bit and we're going to read Matthew chapter 2. Um, <clears throat> actually, Matthew chapter 1, the end of chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Um, because this is, you know, God's answer. This is how Matthew 1, verses 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. This is how the birth of Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Do you see Trinity right there? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So you remember that they were um, in the betrothal phase of marriage, which was binding. It was not the final phase of marriage, which was the consummation of the marriage um, that uh, was preceded by the wedding feast. So um, you know the midnight hour when the when the when it's it's announced that the wedding feast is prepared. That's you know they so during the betrothal phase, all the wedding preparations are being made. Uh, a room is being prepared. You know John uh, fourteen where Jesus where Jesus says, "I go to prepare a place for you." That's wedding language. Um, there it's the betrothal. So in a sense, we are betrothed to Jesus right now. Uh, it's binding, it's legal, it's official, it's a covenant. We are betrothed to Jesus and he to us um, and but one day we will be fully in his presence um, at the wedding feast of the Lamb. In the meantime, he's preparing the feast and he's preparing the room so that at the midnight cry at the when it's ready, when all things are ready and in place he's like let the wedding banquet begin and that's when we are all of God's faithful are reunited with Jesus forever what a day that will be amen so here Joseph and Mary are in the betrothal phase they haven't had sex they're in the engagement phase and um but he's but it would still require a divorce um if he wanted to end the marriage so he was struggling with this joseph is like struggling with maybe i should expose maybe i should just quietly divorce her but after he had considered this an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream and said joseph son of david do not be afraid to take mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the holy spirit wow you know J- joseph is normally the overlooked character in the story right because i mean he has a he has a second he isn't the primary mover in the story for sure mary is a big deal jesus is a big deal um and but you can't help but think man joseph w- was a good guy <laughs> i mean <clears throat> i mean he he protected jesus it's likely the reason why J- Joseph kind of falls off the pages of the Bible after the first few chapters. Very few references to him is because he likely died when when Jesus was probably a, a young man, and so he 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 lived probably until uh, Jesus began. You know, maybe some through some teen years. We know that he was there uh, when Jesus was twelve years old at the temple, <clears throat> but it is likely that. Joseph died when Jesus was a teenager, or maybe in his early twenties. But what a what a I mean, Joseph, as much as Mary, was chosen for this sacred task of um, raising the Son of God, raising Jesus, protecting him. Um, There was Joseph that made sure they they were they fled to Egypt to to be protected. Then. You know instead of going back to where they were going instead to nazareth um, and just the uh the honor to also take care of Mary, protect her to um make sure that she was okay and we know that they had other children I mean they Mary and Joseph would have children it wasn't Jesus, but they would have children I mean jesus had um Jesus had brothers and sisters, half brothers and sisters, right? Um, because what is conceived, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Yeshua, Jesus, which means, which is the uh, variation of Joshua, God saves. Because, you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Isaiah chapter 9 we just read, Second Peter chapter 2 that we just read, that sinfulness. God sent a Savior so that we could be saved from our sin. All this took place to fulfill what was said through the prophet. Verse 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hmm. We read that together a few weeks ago from, from uh, Isaiah chapter seven. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through Isaiah the prophet, basically. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him. Emmanuel, which means God with us. God came to save people from their sin. Jesus' advent, if you will, is the answer to the plight of this world. Verse 24, When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he, how about that, Joseph, regular old Joseph, regular old, no, you know, miraculous thing other than he saw an angel, but nothing supernatural about him. But he gets the name, this this son, and he calls him Jesus. God saves. Hmm. Amen. I hope this Christmas season you um, you sense um, the presence and the power of the God who saves. The God who is not far away. But the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of Isaiah who promised that he would come who promised that he would send a son, the wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. And he tapped a guy named Joseph on the shoulder many, many years later and said, hey, the, uh, the child that your wife has conceived, she's done nothing wrong. It's actually conceived by the Holy Spirit what Isaiah dreamed about, what Isaiah looked toward, what God had planned since before the creation of the world is growing inside of Mary. And you, Joseph, you get to name him because this is what he's coming to do. He's coming to save. So, Joseph, name him Jesus, Yeshua. God saves. What a blessing. I hope you experience all that that means for you personally and for our world. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for Jesus, Yeshua, Emmanuel, God with us, God who saves us. (laughs) Those two things are what we need. We need you with us, and we need you to save us, and you have done both in Jesus. Lord, I pray over the next few days we sense your presence more and more, that we, in all of the activities that are surely to take place in the next few days, we have moments of sweet serenity and fellowship with you. And may our hearts just overflow with gratitude towards you for all that you've done, not only for the world, but for me, for each of us. Lord, thank you for my friends and for this year, the privilege that we've had to learn and grow and read your word together, be stretched and moved and challenged, perplexed. Lord is a blessing we when we consider it such. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends. I pray you would encourage them and strengthen them. If there are those that are traveling, may you keep them safe and protected as they are on the highways and in the air and buses, however they're traveling, or even just across town. And um Lord, may you be the center of everything we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you guys so much for being on today, and thank you for being such a vital part of what we do here. It uh, it's, it does not mean nearly as much um, without you. You are a big part of it. So thank you for commenting and being participating and interacting and sharing with each other. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate that. Thank you, Debbie. Appreciate that. Uh, and thank you guys for all your comments. Yeah, if you get a minute, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Send me a message. Um, I'd love to hear how this podcast is uh, is impacting you. And if you have suggestions, always open to suggestions, things that might make it better and uh, more uh, more effective for what you uh how you'd like to spend the time all right you guys love you guys so much thank you guys have a great christmas great new year i'll see you guys in 2024. love you guys bye thank you for joining me on today's podcast i hope you enjoyed the show If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at BaysideChurchSH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.